0: Episode 13, Being a Soul on Fire. This episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, Crown Media Group. If your website needs a makeover or if your business is in need of rebranding, visit my friends at crownmediagroup.com. They do spectacular work at affordable prices and they have the best customer service in the industry. Check them out today. This week's quote comes from Kerry Oberbrunner. Kerry is an author, coach, and inspirational speaker, and he said, You will never outperform your own self image. I love this quote from Kerry, and the reason is because it speaks directly to my heart. I have always struggled with my own self-image, with a very low self-esteem, and that goes back to my earliest days. I've been overweight my entire life, and I was always teased as a child, and I never felt like I was good enough or that I measured up. And so everything that I have done throughout my life has often been through the lens of this negative self-image. And so I've never really achieved what I believe I'm capable of achieving. I've never been able to outperform that negative self-image. And this weekend, I attended the Igniting Souls Conference in Columbus, Ohio. I'm going to talk about that conference today and what it meant to me. I'm going to talk about the incredible boost that I received to my own self-esteem and my self-image by the fantastic people that I was surrounded with at this conference. And I hope that by the time I'm done, you will feel encouraged. You will seek out a way to improve your own self-image and maybe you'll even check out the Igniting Souls conference for yourself when it comes up in October of 2020. All right, my friends, for those of you who are regular listeners to my podcast, this podcast today is going to be very different from last week. As you might recall, last week, my podcast was a very free-flowing dissertation on the depression I was struggling with in terms of my business, I was feeling very down and discouraged. And I just kind of let that out. I kind of just shared from my heart what I was struggling with. And one of the things that I have found to be true about myself is that whenever I'm down and discouraged, that is the breeding ground for me to experience incredible growth. And that happened to me this past weekend at the Igniting Souls Conference in Columbus, Ohio. For those of you who don't know, I published a book last year called The Flunked Out Professor. And that book was published through a publishing company called Author Academy Elite. And Author Academy Elite is the brainchild of Carrie Oberbrunner, the person who I quoted a little bit earlier. And Carrie has also founded this incredible Igniting Souls conference that brings together business people and authors that he has published from around the world. Literally, there were people at this conference from Israel and the UK and from South Africa and from Canada, just all over the world, that gathered together for four days of encouragement with one another, building one another up, and helping one another to pursue our best selves in business. It was an unbelievable experience. Now, as I said, when I went down to Columbus, I was coming off of that discouraging Podcast that I left last week. I was feeling kind of in a bad place in terms of my business. And candidly, I just did not want to go to this conference. I was feeling very discouraged, but I had already paid for my hotel. I had already paid for the conference, and I did not want to waste that money. So I went. And on Thursday night, I participated in the world's largest book signing. 80 authors that have published their books through Author Academy Elite, gathered together at the Barnes and Noble in Columbus, Ohio, where we all had the opportunity to sign our books for the public. So imagine 80 different authors with their books available for sale and to sign in this place. It was amazing. The energy in that Bookstore was beyond anything that I can possibly describe. And even though I walked into that bookstore feeling a little bit discouraged and a little bit down, by the time I walked out of there, I was on fire. Being surrounded by my peers, by other authors who are excited about what it is that they're doing, is infectious. And I walked out of there (laughs) infected with joy, with a renewed sense of purpose, and with excitement. And I thought to myself, okay, this is why I needed to come down here. I needed to come down here to be surrounded by people who could help encourage me and re-energize me. And so I went back to my hotel room and I was on a high, uh, just an emotional high from that great experience. And I went back to the room and thought, okay, great. Well, the conference starts tomorrow. I will get more really excellent content then. And that was the end of it, or so I thought. But when I got back to my hotel room, the most amazing thing happened. I sat down and I opened up my computer, my laptop, and I was just going to check my email. And I suddenly felt a prompting, a prompting that I have come to learn and identify as the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And I just felt like God laid his hand on my shoulder and he said, John, I want you to write another book. Now, I have had people ask me ever since my first book came out, what my next book was going to be. And my response has always been, can I just enjoy this book? I don't think I'm going to write another book. I just want to enjoy this one. So when I felt this prompting that I was supposed to write another book, I was really skeptical. I was really uncertain. But it was not just God telling me, I want you to write another book. He was actually giving me a title. He gave me an outline and he gave me the content it was i my fingers could not type fast enough on the keyboards and i don't believe it was my fingers doing the typing i feel like god was just prompting me what it is that he wanted me to write about and so i am telling you today ladies and gentlemen that 4 days ago i had no idea i was going to be writing another book but that is coming that is coming in 2020 i am going to write another book I'm a little bit nervous to share with you the content of that book right now. I might put it out there, but I'm just a little bit afraid. Uh, Fear is working in the back of my head, and I need to push through that. But I thought to myself on Friday morning, I thought, okay, wow, God, that is amazing. So... I came down here, I got filled up and encouraged by all of these wonderful authors and other business people, and you've given me a direction for my business. You've given me another book that you want me to write. You've given me the audience that I'm too targeted at. You have given me an outline, and I am going to go with that. I'm going to run with that. And so I thought then, okay, so this is why I came down here, so that I could be surrounded by people that would be an encouragement to me people that would help me recognize what I needed to do next. So I didn't think a whole lot about it other than that. I was excited. I'm still very excited about this book. But I just wasn't sure if there was anything else that I was meant to be there for. But I made the determination that I was going to actively try to network with other people, other attendees at the conference, I have a strong desire to be on stage and talk to people and inspire people to achieve their best selves. And if I can connect with people who know people who know people that are looking for speakers, I'm going to do that. So I decided I was going to network the heck out of the rest of that weekend. I decided I was going to get out of my comfort zone. I was going to walk up and talk to people and engage with people. And I was just going to try and meet as many people as I could and see if there were any opportunities for partnerships that might develop. So I was in line at lunch one day, and I was talking to somebody about Star Trek. I don't remember exactly how the topic came up, but another person overheard me talking about Star Trek and said, Oh, I love Star Trek. And we started talking about our love of Deep Space Nine and so forth. And then the conversation turned to, well, what do you do? And I told this person that I was a, uh, an author and a speaker who had flunked out of college and wanted to help students overcome academic failure. And she said, oh, you've got to meet a friend of mine. Her name is Jonali Zapancic, and she is a math consultant, and she is the perfect person for you to connect with. You need to talk to this person, Jonali." And I thought, well, that's great. But there are five or six hundred people at this conference. It's going to be really hard for me to just find this person. Of course, I didn't realize that until later after I had gone my, uh, gone my own way from the person I was talking about in the lunch line. And so I figured, OK, I will try and locate this person, John Lee, on uh, Facebook or something like that and see if we can connect after the conference is done. And maybe there's something that we might be able to do together. So I didn't think much more about it, and I was sitting at the conference on Saturday night, and Carrie Oberbrunner was getting ready to close the conference, and he said, by the way, there's one more thing that I want to talk about before we let you all go off to dinner. And he said, I have a friend here that I want to acknowledge because of some of the great things that she's accomplishing, and that friend's name is Johnnalisa Pancic. John Lee, will you stand up? And my head turned on a swivel, and I located where this person was sitting because this was the person that I was told I needed to talk to. So as soon as the conference was over, I shot over to John Lee's chair. chair. Um, I was like a laser beam. I was there within a minute, and I tapped her on the shoulder, and I said, Hi, my name's John Becker, and somebody told me that I needed to meet you, and here's what I do. And she goes, Oh, you're the flunked-out professor guy. I wanted to talk to you. Long story short, John Lee and myself and two other conference attendees ended up going out to dinner and discussing ways that we could partner with one another to help with educational summits that help students who struggle with math, that help parents who are trying to help their kids with math, and that help teachers. Now, I had developed a curriculum a couple of years ago for homeschool parents that would help them teach mathematics in their home, and I didn't get a lot of traction with that. That project has been sitting in uh, a dormant state in my computer for the last two years, and I figured it would never see the light of day again. But I pulled that project out, and I showed it to Johnnelly, and she said, this is exactly the kind of thing that we need for my educational summit that I want to do in June of 2020. So I connected with somebody and developed a partnership that I'm looking forward to exploring next year, uh, an educational summit that we're going to do. It's going to be completely online. I know that most of the listeners of this podcast are not interested in a math summit, and that's okay, but I'm just trying to help you understand the incredible connections that I was able to forge and the partnerships that I developed while I was at this conference this weekend. Another person that I met was an author named Mary Valoney, and Mary has written a book called Fundraising Freedom. I will put a link to that in the show notes. But what Mary does is she owns a company that helps 501c3 charity organizations to raise money. She is a fundraiser formerly working for the American Cancer Society who has gone out on her own and she helps companies raise millions of dollars for their charities. I saw Mary be interviewed at my first Igniting Souls conference a couple of years ago. She was up on stage with Carrie Oberbrunner and he interviewed her. And On Saturday morning, I was sitting at a table and Mary Viloni walked in and she sat down at the table next to me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Mary Viloni. I felt like I was sitting next to a rock star. And I will tell you that if she hears this, she will probably laugh because she is just the sweetest, most uh, humble person that I have ever met. Well, that might be a bit of a stretch. My wife is a very humble person and the sweetest person I've ever met. But Mary is just a terrific person, and she would be embarrassed to think of herself as a rock star. But she was somebody that I had seen Carrie interview a couple of years ago, and so I was a little bit starstruck when she sat down next to me. It was a really cool experience. And one of the cool things that came out of my connection with Mary is that she recommended to me an audio producer who did her audiobook, and she recommended and gave me that contact information. So that's somebody that I may be contacting to check into the possibility of getting my audiobook recorded, which is something that I would like to do, hopefully before the end of the year. Another very cool connection that I made this weekend was with Mike and Linda Oberbrunner. And if you recognize that name, that's because Mike and Linda happened to be Carrie Oberbrunner's parents. And they were there this weekend on Carrie's staff they were helping run the bookstore where all of the authors had their books available for sale and somehow i just hit it off with Carrie Oberbrunner's parents i had several opportunities to have really great conversations especially with Carrie's dad mike and it was just a couple of dads who were talking about our kids and how proud we were of them and their successes And I just so much enjoyed getting to know Mike and Linda, the people who are the parents of this CEO of this company that has been so meaningful to me. And I just got to encourage them that because they taught Carrie to love God and to be obedient to him, Carrie created this company very much founded on biblical principles that is meeting the needs and serving hundreds, if not thousands of people all over the world. And so I reminded them that even though this event was under Carrie's name, that it never could have occurred if they had not done what they did by raising Carrie to believe what he believes. And I wanted them to feel encouraged by that because I am just in awe of all that Carrie has accomplished. And we cannot accomplish those kind of things unless we have people in our corner who are teaching us and encouraging us and motivating us to be our best selves. So I was really grateful to get to connect with Mike and Linda and just remind them that the success that Carrie is experiencing is in a small part their own success as well. Anytime I attend a conference like this, I try to distill down into one concise thought the one nugget that I can take away that will have the biggest impact on my personal or my professional life. From this conference, the one thing I took away was something that Kerry said on Saturday night. He was talking about the three steps that we need to take in order to reset our self-image. And the second step is to take action. So he put the challenge out there. He said, what could you do Over the next 30 days, if you just go nuts, what can you do if you push yourself for the next 30 days to transform your self-image? And I took that question back to my hotel room that night, and I really chewed on it. And I thought to myself, well, God has just given me this idea for a book. What if, for the next 30 days, I just go nuts and try to write this book? Now, I know what it takes to write a book. I know how long it takes to write a book. I know how hard it is to write a book. But I couldn't help but realize that November is coming up very quickly. And November is National Novel Writers' Month. Now, for those of you who have never heard of National Novel Writers' Month, which is abbreviated NanoRIMO, NanoRIMO is a challenge to writers to write 50,000 words in the month of November. It could be 50,000 words in a book, it could be 50,000 words in blog posts, it could be 50,000 words in short stories, but they challenge you to try to write 50,000 words. Now, 50,000 words in 30 days is just under 1,700 words a day. And 1,700 words a day is pretty tough work. I know that because I did used to write a blog, and I know that that can be a challenge. But I thought to myself, well, if I went nuts for 30 days and focused on writing this book, could I get it done? And so I have decided that I am going to go nuts for the month of November. I am going to write, write, write. Every day, I am going to try and write a minimum of 1,700 words. And I'm going to see if I can get a manuscript for my next book completed by the end of November. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, is that really enough to write a book? Well, The Flunked Out Professor is actually only 43,000 words long, and it's a pretty decent-sized book. It's just under 200 pages. It's in a good enough size that it's easily readable without feeling too overwhelming. So if by some chance I can possibly write 50,000 words in November, yes, I will have completed a first draft manuscript for my next book. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm putting it out there for the world to hear. I am going to try to write my next book in the month of November. And the reason I'm going public with this is the same reason that I went public with my skydiving. And that is because I want everyone to know about it so that you can hold me accountable. And if I back out of it or if I don't get it accomplished, I'm going to feel kind of foolish. And I don't want to look foolish in front of you. So I'm going to do everything I can to get that book written in the month of November. I threw that question out in the Facebook group for the Igniting Souls Tribe and asked them, "Hey, what do you want to do to push yourself for 30 days to transform your self-image?" And I thought I might get a couple of responses, but there are over 40 comments on that thread about things that people want to accomplish. People are saying, "Count me in, I'm going to do this." In fact, the manager of the Facebook page for Carrie Oberbrunner's organization picked up on it and she said, This looks like something that our tribe might want to do. And so they have agreed to actually create a thread that's going to start in a couple of days to track what people are trying to do over that 30 day period. You know, I debated a lot of things that I could do in those 30 days. I debated whether I should really commit to working out almost every day and being really calorie restrictive to see if I could knock another 15 pounds off of my my already diminishing body. I thought about other things that I could do to make contact with people and try to get on stages and things like that. But this book feels very much like something that God has given me, that he wants me to do. And I can't help but think that NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writers Month is the perfect month to do that. Again, I know it's not a novel, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be a novel. So I'm going to write like there's no tomorrow for the month of November. I'm going to update my tribe on a regular basis on how many words I've gotten done each week. So if you're listening, I will be reporting in on how many words I've gotten done. And here's the thing. If I get to the end of November and I have not completed 50,000 words, say I've only completed half of my goal. Well, that's 25,000 words, which is three quarters of a book. And so even if I don't manage to reach the goal that I'm setting for myself ahead of time, I will be a lot further down the road toward it than if I hadn't tried at all. That's one of the things that we need to remember, folks. When you set a goal, if you don't reach that goal in the time frame that you set for yourself, that does not mean that you have failed. It simply means that you haven't reached your goal yet. At the beginning of 2019, I set a goal to weigh 225 pounds by June 20th. Now, June 20th is a meaningful day for me. That's my anniversary. And I thought to myself, you know what? If I could get down to 225 pounds by June 20th, that would be really cool. Well, we're recording this now on October 28th. So a few months passed June 20th, and I'm still at 235 pounds. I did not make it to 225. In fact, on June 20th, I was still around 256 pounds or thereabouts. I was well above my goal of 225. But that doesn't mean that I failed. It just means I haven't accomplished that goal yet. So I revised my goal. I revised my goal at that point. I said, okay, what if I can get down to 225 by the end of December? Well, here we are about two months from the end of December, and I'm at 235. I'm about 10 pounds away from that goal. And guess what? I'm going to do everything I can to reach 225 by December 31st. Now, if December 31st gets here and I'm still only at 230 pounds, I still have not failed. Just because I haven't reached that goal does not mean that I failed. Folks, we've got to get that idea out of our head that if we set a goal and we don't accomplish it in the time frame that we set, that we have somehow failed. We need to be willing to readjust on the fly when we're chasing after our goals. I want to encourage you that if you have a goal that you set for yourself to accomplish in 2019 and it has not happened yet, just revise your goal. There's nothing wrong with that. I also want to ask you the following question. What will you push yourself to do over the next 30 days to transform your self-image? I want to encourage you to join me in November in chasing after some kind of goal that you want to accomplish by the end of the month. And I want to encourage you to share that with with us here. Go on over to my website at johnrbecker.com and leave us a message. Let us know what it is that you want to do and how you're going to chase after it. And if you give me permission, I'll share it here on the podcast. And if not, I will keep that confidential. But I would love for us to be a community of listeners who encourage one another. I would love for us to develop a relationship where we can share with one another when things are going well and when things are not going well so that we can um, encourage one another on towards success. So think of something that you want to accomplish over the 30 days of November. This podcast will be going live on October 30th. So that means that you will have a day to think about it before we jump into November 1st and get started. I'm already outlining my book so that when November 1st hits, I can start writing like a fiend, and I am excited to report to you what that's going to look like. As I bring this episode to a close, I want to share one more quote that Carrie Oberbrunner shared at the conference this weekend. This quote is actually from the scientist Blaise Pascal, and he said that all human evil comes from a single cause, man's inability to sit still in a room. That just really, really hits me where I'm at because I don't take nearly enough time to sit quietly and reflect on my thoughts. I'm so eager to jump up and and run after something without really giving myself the time to think about it and process through what it is that I want to accomplish. So, what is it that you want to accomplish in November? What are you going to chase after for those 30 days? I want to encourage you to sit down quietly in a room with a pad and a pen and jot down some ideas for things that you would like to accomplish and then pick one and go after it. The worst that can happen is that you don't quite get there, but you will still be so glad that you made the effort. That's all the time we have for The John Becker Show this week. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to talking with you next Wednesday.